Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. talking about i forgot uh your schedule with uh multiple sports and going basketball football oh yeah well we we got to go do um usa football and the chicago bears outreach and it was that first week of june like we got done with school and then the next week was it the next week yeah we had to go there already for football and like we didn't have any we didn't do anything for football yet so that was like the first day Oh, so we just went there. Now they put them through drills. It was like, Hey, go through drills and then we'll do a seven on seven. Our offensive coordinator was in Europe for two or three weeks. He was gone all of June. So I had to do it. And so luckily during the spring, he uh, had already gone through plays. And so I'm the offensive coordinator. And I looked at the coach running the seven on seven. It was just four teams. And I said, can I stand on the field with these kids? Cause we've done literally nothing. And he was like, yeah. And luckily, I think we went one and one. We only played two games. And then the next week, same thing, but we went to a different high school, and it was the big seven-on-seven tournament, so it was two days, and a lineman challenge. So it was like, we still haven't really had football camp, but we're going to go do this. That's terrifying. I would hate that as a coach. Just It's uh, competition for competition's sake, but you're like – are we actually getting better? Like, if we don't actually know what we're doing, is it that beneficial? Well, like, la- so last year, it was at the end of June. So at least we knew we could get, like, three to four days before going. And that's originally what we thought. But then it got switched to a different high school, and then it got moved up like that. And so we were like, oh. so what we did was during lifting, we go out there with no football quote unquote and go through stuff. But if you want to count as a contact day, you can't I think I think we have like six left over when it's all said and done. Like we're not using all of them. Yeah, twenty five is a lot. Uh I, I feel like we butt right up next to it. I think we usually give ourselves like a little bit of a cushion. Um I still laugh that in Wisconsin when we had five and I'm like it's a different world. Yeah, it's you they have five, and I think Indiana might have five, too. I think Illinois has one of the most outside of, like, Texas and them. But I don't even know if they do. I don't know what they do. 
I don't know. I haven't signed a contract yet, so <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming I'm getting paid, but we'll see. They've, they've been good about it in the past. Getting paid in the summer. What's that like? I don't know what that um, means. It's great. We have to, we get paid depending on how many kids pay for camp. Yeah, that's. Don't worry. That's our I, next union battle right there. I mean, I'm sure I've told you, I feel like my second or third year of coaching, I actually kept track of like how many hours uh-huh. I spent like at practice and doing shit. And I was like, never again. It, It's really sad when you look at it. Yeah. So for our school, they were told to keep track of each coach's hours because they want data because we, we went to them. We said, hey, this is ridiculous. Like uh, the amount of hours coaches are there. And then if kid we are low income, quote unquote. So if you have, let's say you get 80 kids out for football and 30 say we can't pay. Well, that's a lot of money that you're not getting. I'm not saying that much, but it's, you know, before summer even started, we had 12 to 15 kids come up and say, well, we can't afford to pay for basketball, football, and baseball. Like we, we, we can't. Right. We're supposed to tell the district that. So the district was like, Okay, keep track of every coach's hours. Well, before this dead week, the head coach was like, hey, if I calculate every coach, I think I'm up to like 80 hours combined for you guys being here. Like combined. And I'm like, yeah, we're only in June. Wait till we get into July. And that's not including the time we totally don't practice plan or watch film during our day jobs. And Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at him, I said, well, what about basketball? If I'm here for an hour and a half or so, then I'm working a shootout. That's another couple hours a day. And you're like, now the reason why we host all the shootouts, cause that's our fundraiser. So if you invite seven ah. teams and they pay you, I don't know, 200 bucks, there's your money, but then you gotta pay the refs. Then you gotta pay this then. But like it, it, that part kind of evens out, but like football's hard if you're low income because the, the, the solution is, why don't we just raise the prices? Well, then if a kid sees this price and the parents are low income, they're like, we ain't paying that. And then they're not even going to show up. Right. And then you don't have a team. Then you, Yeah, then you don't have a team. Or they show up in August when they don't have – because they don't pay to play sports at Addison. They pay nothing. So they'll wait mm. till August and show up. And it's like, oh, you haven't come to lifts. You haven't done this. And especially gas prices where, like, come on. Like, we had a coach – leave because he couldn't afford the gas and the childcare all summer. Yeah. So I, I don't know what getting paid in. We get paid in the summer, but it's not equal to what we should. It's like we get paid like 30 bucks a day. Maybe like if you did that. Oh God. I, I doubt we get that. Um, it, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And I sound like every other Chicago suburbs person where it's like, I haven't had to do the uh, the commute with the traffic and the construction uh, enough yet, but I'm sure in season that's going to get real old real quick. Yes. So far, I have no traffic to drive through, but but then we scaled it back to three days a week too for football. He he mm. he's not going to do things on Mondays or Fridays. He's like, I'm only going to do three days a week. I'm tired of fighting the travel baseball. I'm tired of fighting, uh, trying to get kids there four or five days a week. He's like, so we're going to do three days. Um, we're we're going to get everything done. 
But then what started to happen was coaches poached that. So travel baseball coach like, oh, you got nothing on Fridays? Well, if you leave Thursday, we can get to this travel thing. And you're, and so we've already had that. Kids are like, well, I got to leave on Thursday. And we're like, no, no, you're not. Well, my parents already paid for it. And we're like, okay, well, so when you come back and a sophomore or freshman has taken your spot or they get the first crack at it, that's okay. Right. It's – I I have such an issue with travel baseball and right. Like everyone always says, and like we tell our kids, like, you know, be multi-sport athletes. Like when you're in season for another sport, we make accommodations, we get it. But then when it comes football season, they have no problem being like, Oh, well travel baseball, travel hockey, uh, lacrosse is getting that way. And you're like, we bend over backwards for these kids like in season and you can't give us the same uh-huh. benefited football coaches are the only coaches that promote like all the other sports and say make sure you do this make sure you do this then when it comes to like travel yeah. baseball they're like you don't need to do football like you need just need to do baseball but like our, our head coach looked it up it that travel sports stuff and you sports is billion dollar industry like they make a lot of money i i've had people ask me uh football and lacrosse to do like independent lessons or like private lessons mm-hmm. and like the amount of money these parents are getting fleeced like just because some kid played like d3 lacrosse somewhere mm-hmm. um it's a racket and it honestly it feels really gross i actually mm-hmm. don't like doing youth stuff for that reason um you know because ev- ev- little johnny to every parent is like gonna go play d1 and definitely has the skills and you're like no he doesn't like, but I'm not going to tell you that because I want you to keep paying. Yeah, that that's their full-time job. And I was like, maybe I should make that my full-time job then. If they're making that much money and you, whatever, the amount of money they make, I'm like, I should do that. It's so gross. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like, ah, I feel gross just talking about it. Well, it's the same with youth sports. They're charging 600 bucks to play youth sports, like youth, youth football. And you're like, 600 bucks. And if you're in a low-income place, it's not going to work. Like, my parents wouldn't pay that. They'd be like, good luck. Like, you ain't playing. I, I was like, six, 600? Like, come to the North Shore. Like, some of these lacrosse teams are thousands Jesus for, like, the summer. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and that's not including, like, travel to tournaments and all that. Oh, my future kids will not be doing stuff like that. Because I'm not going to fork over $4,000 a summer. Like, who knows what you sports are going to look like when we're, we have kids that age. It's so disgusting. Cause I'm, but I, I also know my wife and I, and uh, we're probably not turning out any D1 prospects in anything. <laughs> Maybe dance, but that's about it. My kid better go D1 to pay for the bills and the debt. Better do something. Every parent just wants to like eats it hook, line, and sinker. Like Johnny can be D one if he just keeps doing X, Y, Z, and as long as you keep writing the checks. Well, like we have kids. What am I doing here? Okay, they're like we have kids that are like. Well, we're not going to come all summer because of baseball, and we're going to go play D one. And now we're starting to become the jerks that will look straight at these kids and say. Hey, how many Division One offers do you have? Or what offers do you have? And they stutter around when they answer you. And we go, okay, what grade are you? Well, you're about to be a junior. Well, you would know by now. 
if you were a full ride division one. Well, I go to these showcases and I talk to these coaches and I was like, so did I. When I was in high school, I could have talked to any coach in the world. Doesn't mean I was going. So like, and we told a kid's parents like, hey, when you go to these showcases, go up to a baseball coach and ask them if he they should be playing multiple sports because they don't have any offers. Why don't you do that for us? And then the mom never answered. Like, never. <laughs> it was like, yeah. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, think about it. I don't know if baseball coaching recruits tell them to play multiple sports, but by God, college football coaches do. They're like, go play another sport. I mean, just for the the well-being of the kid, right? Like, go work out different muscle groups. Like, go be a part of a different team. Like, God forbid you can still get like a lift or two a week in and like be fine for football season. I know. I, I don't know. Baseball is killing me. It's, it's stupid. And then parents complain about, well, we're paying this money. They're going to go do it. And I'm like, I get it. You paid the money. I get it. They're going to go do it. Don't pay the money. Or like be prepared for the consequences. Right. Like, you know, the team rules and regulations and like, yeah, like, like you said earlier, like when that sophomore takes your spot and like gets a crack at it, like you did that. Uh-huh. Especially when, cause I coach baseball, but, and like you go through a whole baseball season, then you want to go through it again in the summer. Like, cause in Illinois, we cram all those freaking games in like a month and a half time. Into the, into the one nice month. We had we had eight games in nine days or seven games in eight days. I don't remember what it was because Ooh. we already had game schedule and then they kept getting canceled, so they pushed it. So then it was we had a game Saturday, then we had a game Monday through Saturday that next week. Yeah, it, I, similar things happen in lacrosse season. It's so dumb because then in Illinois you have a pitch limit, so kids can't throw. So then you think like because you have to submit it too. You have to put on the IHSA website and it tells you when they can throw next and how many. Is it a physical pitch count or like days between? A fi- it's both. So like let's say a kid throws 28 pitches. He can pitch the next day, but he can't throw more than like 75. And it, he could throw under 30 for like three days straight. Then after that third day, he has to be done for a couple days. I I had no idea this was a thing. I'm like processing it. Yeah, like um, the varsity. As, Go ahead. So I was gonna say, so like, I'm sure it's a it's a a, a player safety like player health mm-hmm. thing, right? Is it like science based? Like, is it like something that as a coach you're like, yeah, that's right. I probably shouldn't have my kid pitch every day. I think that's where the I just say came from because in the summer in travel ball there is none. And I think that's kind of where it stems oh. from. Because, like, last year, on my freshman B baseball team, I had three kids already with Tommy John surgery before they got to high school. Wow. And two of them were mentally okay. One of them, when he got to 55 pitches, he would start to freak out because he'd start to get, he, like, mentally he was like, well, I threw my arm out when I was in seventh or eighth grade. Because in summer baseball, you could throw 90 pitches. Then the next day, they go, hey, go throw another 90. Like, there is – I don't know if there's, like, a real pitch count, but that happens. That happens. They'll throw 100 right. pitches. Then the next day, maybe throw 40. So then the kids come back to football, 
And if they play quarterback, they're like, well, my arm hurts. And we're like, well, what did you do? Well, I went to travel baseball. I threw this game and this game. Well, no wonder why your arm hurts. Right. Then your ass should have been in here getting iced, you know, four hours ago. Yeah, so like, oh, I can't throw today. Or I can't bench today. That was the best part. I can't bench today. Mm. My arm hurts. Or like, oh, we got to throw today? Well, I can't bench. And I said, well, you ain't going to throw till you bench. So. Ugh, that's rough. It's dumb. So like. Yeah. So it's fresh. It's it's um stressful during the baseball season to keep up with the uh, pitch count because you have to plan it. Like, if I want this kid to pitch this day, he can only pitch this much. But when I, in the grand scheme of things, I don't want the kid to throw their arm out, so I'm actually okay right. with it. Like the first thing I say to a pitcher every time they come off, "How's your arm? How's your arm?" The moment it's sore, you got to tell me so I can get you out. But like travel baseball coaches, I don't know if they do that. I think they just throw them. And I actually had parents. Parents were like, hey, we respect that you and the other coach are, like, worried about their arms. And we told them, like, it's because of summer baseball. Like, it's because of that that we have to keep track of this. And some parents get a little frustrated if a kid's hot. Because you can't throw in high school. They can't throw more than, like, 95. That's, like, the max a game. Unless you're varsity. Varsity, I think, is 110, maybe. But freshmen, they only going to do 95. I had a pitcher that was hot. I wanted to complete the game. He got to 95 and I had to pull him because if the other coach found out, he can report it and be like, whatever. A parent did get a little frustrated and the kid had to tell him, hey, there's a pitch limit. And then the parent thought about it and they're like, oh, okay, I get it. So. And did did you say it was freshman B? Mm-hmm. Like no one's given out trophies or scholarships for a perfect, you know, freshman B game. Um. Like you said, it's about the kid's arm. Right. Now, did I want him to complete the game and get everything? Yeah. Absolutely. But when he got to 90, he got to 85 and I went out there and I was like, hey, you're at 85. How do you feel? I can pull you right now. And he goes, no, at least let me get to 95. I can do it. Let's try. He got to 95, pulled him. And he was fine. The kid wasn't mad. He was like, I get it. That's the rules, you know? And I keep telling him, like, I I have the well-being for your arms. Knowing those three kids the year before I had Tommy John surgery freaked me out. I'm like, what? Like, because some are getting it on their own just to make their arms stronger. Like, that's a thing. I'll ne- I'll never pretend to understand baseball. Um, I I wouldn't put my body through that. And again, is that going to be the difference between going D1 and D3? No. No. I know plenty of baseball players, and I coach plenty of them. I'm going to focus on baseball all summer, then come back for baseball, because I'm going to these showcases. And then what happens is they go play D3 or community college, which is great. That's fantastic. But you could have done that anyway. Right. You could have done that anyway. I know kids that went to community college and then transferred to Division 3, and I'm like, you could have done that anyway. It's sad when you're like, you know, in in five years, 10 years, you'll look back on this and realize it was a really dumb decision. Yeah. And like, I can only tell you that so many times. But you're going to come to that conclusion eventually. That's where I'm at right now is in coaching. I'm, it's Now I'm at a point where I, I look at the kids. If you don't want to show up and do these things, you don't want to do what's being asked. I'm not going to get that mad anymore. I'm not. Yeah, I if we lose a game. Yeah, I'm out there with you losing, but I'm not the one on the field getting my butt kicked. 
yeah, we'll take the blame, obviously. But, like, if you don't want to lose on the field, you got to do these things. I'm at that point. I, my heart rate's not going to go up high this year. I'm like, you know what? You know, you guys are going to get limited reps. I'm not going to kill you. And if you don't want to win, then tell me. I straight up told him, I was like, tell me you don't want to win and you don't want to do these things, and it makes my job easier because then I know what not to make you do. That's where I'm at. I mean, it is early July. We'll see uh-huh. how long you stick to that. Well, it was close when we did our first inside run period. Now, I wasn't like yelling at the players. I was just yelling in general or like coaching loudly. But it There's a difference. There is a difference. But it wasn't like me getting on them. It was just kind of like, hey, I told you. Hey, I told you. If you're not going to block the linebacker, this is what's going to happen. And you're going to look dumb. If a parent came and watched, I'd probably be fired. I'm like, I, oh, at every day. <laughs> I'm not the one looking like an idiot out there, guys. And I'm not saying the word idiot. No, there's a couple other words around that. Luckily, we have uh, a great set of managers this year, and I, it it makes me have to check my my language and my tone every now and then um, to at least not come off as a huge prick. Yeah, um, the players now, like the older players, know what I'm about. So if I'm yelling that stuff, it just they rub off their shoulders. It's the young kids; they all get big eyed and they're like, "Who's this crazy guy yelling?" Especially when I had my first O line meeting and I had the young kids in there with the older guys. I'm like, we're going to watch this practice. We're going to watch the drills. And I told the young kids, I was like, guys, I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to be a jerk. It's never personal. And I'm going to say outrageous things, but we're going to have a good time. And so like one of the older players was really high. And I was like, I don't remember what I said. I was like, you're higher than Snoop Dogg right now. Like, what are you doing right now? Or like, are you trying to dance with him? This ain't your prom date. Like, you know, at least, or are you nervous? Don't be nervous. Like on prom night when you have the girl and the kid, I don't know. I say outrageous things. And the kids look at me like, this guy's crazy. I feel like we're very similar on the field. (laughs) Um, It's, I did, I, I have about the same exact like position group meeting, like almost verbatim, like you said. Uh, and like, I'll always ask the older guys, I'm like, how many times have you actually seen me yell, like uh-huh. angrily yell? And they're like, maybe once. Uh-huh. And I'm like, exactly. So if you guys hear it, you know, you've messed up. Like, I will not yell at you and like dress you down unless there is a reason. Yeah. Um, and let's be real. It's high school football. There's not that many reasons. No, no. But like then this year I made a commit. I'm gonna make a commitment during the game. I'm not going to get mad. Because I talked to a coach about that. He's like, I do all my yelling during practice. During the game, there's not much I can do after that. Like, I can make adjustments. I can get on them. But I can't, like, get mad. And I'm like, I'm going to try that. We're going to see what happens. Uh, I I coach lacrosse with a guy who uh, is like that. And, like, at practice, you can hear him two practice fields away just dressing down, like, his players. And all, like you said, young kids get wide-eyed. They're like, man, like. He must be so mean. I'm like, he's one of the coolest guys ever. And like during games, he is cool as a cucumber. Just he's like, I do my yelling at practice. You guys get the point. You understand what's expected. And games is just like, I'm along for the ride. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try that this year. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how long I will go or how far I'll get, but I'm going to try it. Until someone pisses me off. And I'm not going to yell at the refs this year. That's my other thing, too. So I'm not going to do that, that. That takes a lot. It's hard. I've had to bite my tongue. 
I won't do it unless it's outrageous. Like it has to be. I might make comments. Like I'll make comments, but I'm not like last year. There was a time where I actually yelled, and I was getting on the ref because it was always the other side's ref outruled ours. Like, and it, I understand if it happens once. But it happened like four or five times in a row. So I started yelling at the main guy, like, how are you letting this guy? Like, And then all of a sudden, there was this blatant block in the back. That ref looked at us, pulled out his flag, looked at us, and then put it back. And I yelled. I was like, you son of a bitch. And he was like, what'd you say? And I was like, you know what I said? <laughs> like, they made like that. I'm not, I'll do. Yeah, it's... And again, in the back of your mind, you're like, it's not going to change the call. No. But like, you know, if you can get those little like quips in and it's just like, hey, next time, like maybe you throw the flag or like you're watching something. Mm-hmm. It's you. It's good a little bit as long as you don't press it too much. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my goal this year is to not get to that point. I'll make comments. But then we had college. I think I told maybe told you we had college refs one time, one game. They mm. were they were going to go to Indiana or Purdue the next day or that weekend. It was a Thursday game, so they were going to go on Saturday, I think. I don't know why we had them, but we did. And so the old trick I have is I'm going to talk shit about the refs into my headset. And I I, I I pulled that, and the guy turned around, and he goes, I ain't putting up with it. And I it was just the first time. And I actually didn't say anything. I was just like – this guy's lining up off sides and I'm actually talking and he was like, I ain't putting up with it. And I said, what? And he goes, I know what you're doing. I know exactly what you're doing. And I'm like, Oh, this is a college ref and you're sensitive. Yeah. They've, they've heard it all. But that's why I was like, you're too sensitive for this college. Like if you're, you're too sensitive, I thought you were a college ref. <laughs> Imagine like Jim Harbaugh, or Brent Bielema yelling at you and you can't handle me talking into the headset <laughs> headset right now. Man. I refs are just another world and like I get it there's a shortage it's not a glamorous job there's a yeah all all the best things I hope everyone goes and becomes an official but um, I'm also in the box so when I'm yelling at them I'm like yelling out a window (laughs) um, very publicly that's why I can't be in the box I tried it when I was an OC I tried and I can't do it I need to be able to move around and yell at people so so how is the team looking this year well the strength will be the o-line even though they're not very big because i have every single one coming back that started and then we have a couple that didn't start that rotated in so that'll be our strength even though they're not very big they're not big at all um our senior quarterback's not going to play football now because of what we were talking about earlier. I had a feeling. So we are now looking to figure out our quarterback situation. Um, we have some kids that were in summer school in June, so we haven't seen them yet. You know, so we're going to see them for the first time in July. Our schedule is set up to where maybe we can make some type of run. So that's that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, but we still have kids that haven't shown up yet. Or not consistently. If we have everybody show up and we do what we're supposed to do, we could be five and four, six and three, realistically, if we do what we're supposed to do. But that's when we had our quarterback. So now we're looking at a guy that's a junior that played quarterback in JV, but was our starting safety on varsity. So we don't know how that's going to look. 
another kid has stepped up as a junior and he's like our slot receiver and he goes, I'll play quarterback if you need me to. And then we got two sophomore quarterbacks. And so we're kind of like, what the hell are we going to do now? And and we're going to have to change our offense up, I think, because of that. Because the quarterback we would have had as a senior, we could have been a spread, quote-unquote, and do what we need to do. Now we got these other guys, we're like, oh, maybe we got to go pistol and go 21 personnel stuff and go back to old school. That's what the head coach was talking to me about. So that's all I've been doing this dead week is looking at pistol stuff, and he's texting me. He's like, yeah, yeah, we need to do it. And I'm like, well, I'm not the OC, though. But, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Are are you looking more like coastal stuff or he doesn't what's, uh, what what's your base that you're hoping or looking at, I should say? Well, he kept making comments about doing triple option. And I looked at some of the coaches and I said, Who here has coached triple option? And they haven't. And I said, Well, that's why I was like, I have. <laughs> and so I said, if you do it, we gotta start it now. Like it's, yeah, yeah, well, you're behind if you're gonna do it. Well, that's why I told him I was like, we're already behind. If you're thinking about doing any sort, like if you're just gonna dabble in it, we're we're far behind. And we had already put in like inside zone, wide zone. I'm putting in duo, and so he's like, eh, maybe we won't do triple option. Maybe we'll just do whatever. But he still wants the same motions. He still wants that type of look. Like if it was up to him, our head coach would be power eye all the time. That's what he wants to do. But that's why he likes pistol because he wants that ability, to like move the quarterback. Um, so I don't know if it did. It looked like a coastal thing, kind of. But we're gonna be like a zone. But I don't know. I might walk in there next week, and he says option. We gotta do option. And then what's gonna happen is I'm gonna have to coach quarterbacks. Yeah, you you can't really uh, make that jump. And then have someone coach the quarterback who's never done it. Our OC does coach quarterbacks. And I think he would be able to do it, but I'd have to like yeah. go down there and then like who does the old line and you know and I, I I don't know I don't know what we're gonna do. You know, uh, our OC like sidecar. I actually like going out of a pistol. I actually like the downhill action. I like motion him out. I like the orbit motion stuff. I like all that. I'm going back to old school. I've been looking at. It, I'm like oh, I like this stuff. I'm going back. Your guys' offense is now feeding into my brain, and I'm like, I like this. I'm going back to to what because we were a power eye in high school, so that's why like I understand what option is from under center. So I, I it's like I if you need a pistol stuff, I got you. Like we'll figure it out. It may it won't be true midline and all that just because you have a pistol. It's really hard, but you you can still do some things though. Yeah. But we're going to be young at the quarterback spot. So I'm like, how many options do you give him? Do you just read the five technique instead of reading that one or whatever and, and putting him in that situation? Always give him an out if, if he's young. Like, we're going to try to figure that out. Is it just going to be hand the ball off? Is it going to be every run play has a double slants on one side? And if he doesn't like it, just hand the ball off? I don't know. We got to figure that out now. But I mean, make, make sure that kid's a dude, right? As long as the defense has to account for him, like in their run fits, um, that that's where the magic comes, right? If they're like, if he's a statue back there and they're like, well, we're not really worried about him keeping it. Uh, that's the biggest thing that's going to stop you. 
Well, that's the thing. I guarantee we're going to walk in and we're going to make the decision that we're going to have to run it more because we're only going to, we were only going to put in about four run plays. I said, I don't want to do more than four coming in. Now that we're in the situation, it may be more. I may We may have to commit to that, which is okay. Um, and we also lost one of our best players in basketball. He tore his MCL, so he won't be back to October. He was a freshman last year that started for us. He might be able to come back in October, but that's if we're lucky, which sucks because he, this kid is the perfect like wing orbit guy to give the ball to because he's just going to run hard, put his shoulder down, and go. And so it's like, well, what, what time of year to, to maybe go pistol and mess with that stuff when we don't have him? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I did creep on your schedule, and I was like, oh, you're coming up to, to my neck of the woods week one. Oh, main and East. Then, yeah, and then realized I'd be coaching the yeah. same night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we go to then North Chicago comes to us. That's way up north. Um, I think they run options, so that's going to be fun. We never played them before. But we got rid of Glombard West, which was nice. We don't have to play them anymore. Because they were your, like, big crossover for a while, right? Yes. And (laughs) you should have heard all the community when we got them off the schedule. Oh, they're they're off the schedule? Maybe my kid will come back and play football. Uh, That was kind of the thing. Yeah, I get it. Well, we weren't going to argue. We were like, oh, yeah, bring them back. (laughs) We'll take – I think when we went to the seven-on-seven, like the first one, I think we brought 60 kids with us. So that was pretty nice. Wow. I think it was 50 or 60. Now, that includes some freshmen, but it wasn't a lot. But then I asked, I was like, what's the history of Addison? Like, have you guys had a lot of football players in the past? And they told us. I talked to the old coach before. He was like, in 2014 was one of their best teams. He's like, at that point in time, we only had like 35, 40 varsity players, even then. So he's like, if you guys get 35 to 40 varsity players, you're still being average for the school. And I was like, okay. And his dad was the coach like a long time ago, and he's like, it was the same thing. They went to a state title game. He's like, same thing. So if you're if you're doing that, that's pretty average. But then it comes down to who are you playing? So playing Glumbard West, who has seventy football players on their varsity team, who go Division One, is not going to help you. Or playing Lions Township, that's not going to help. Like their offensive tackle just signed with U of I, so it's like that's yeah. what you're dealing with. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the world we live in. And hopefully you don't have too many of those on the schedule. Because you guys should be pretty good, right? I, every year, right? Like, I try not to get too excited and I try not to get too down because nothing counts until, like, you put pads on and go full go. Right. And you're like, we could be good. Uh Uh, We could be really good. Um, or like we've got some inexperience in places. We're breaking in a new quarterback, talented, but um, I don't know. Like we we had a in a phenomenal senior class that graduated uh, and replacing those guys uh, both on the field and the biggest thing that I've noticed is just like leadership. Uh-huh. Um, yep. You know, our our stud D back who uh, is going to go play linebacker at Fordham. Um, I keep telling the guys, I'm like, this isn't WWE like mid game. They're not going to play Vinny's music and have him run down the <laughs> tunnel to come save you guys. Right. Like right. someone's got to figure it out. Right. That's uh, funny. It, 
we'll get there. We we have the potential to get there, but our schedule is brutal. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about before because that Catholic league. Yeah, and we play two Catholic league teams as non-cons, so we play a nine ga- nine game Catholic league schedule. Good luck. Uh, and we got bumped up two divisions uh, within the Catholic League, which, by the bylaws, isn't supposed to happen. Um. So yeah, we we are we are at the second level, which we shouldn't be, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll blame IC for that probably because they complained a lot. It's absolutely their fault. Uh, however, like the if we could have been like the number one in the lower division versus the number four in the upper division, and you're like, you look at the crossovers and you're like, eh, like maybe, <laughs> like it, it, yeah, six of one half dozen of another, how it would turn out, but yeah, we we miss Loyola or Carmel. I was gonna say, I'm looking at your schedule right now, this is brutal. They put it on max preps. Yeah. You got to play Brother Rice and Marist and Nazareth back to back to back. Holy. Yeah. God almighty. Yeah. Rice is our highest level crossover. Yeah. But then to turn to, because Marist played Lombard West, and that's the film we had of them last year, and Lombard West beat them by two. Yeah, they're now uh, our division. (laughs) <laughs> I got. I can't even remember. Like they messed with this schedule so many times. Um, St. Pat's. I don't know if they're. I don't know anything about them. They beat us last year, and I'm still upset about it. Um, they shouldn't have. They got us week one. We kind of like slept, walked into it, and we'll see. It, it'll be a good game. And then Niles Notre Dame is always up and down. Just kind of we knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Okay. Because that's by Main East, I think. I think we drive by there to get to Main yeah. East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like on the same street. In your last three, you should. Marian Catholic, St. Viter. All right. JCA is no slouch. That's true. We played St. Viter in baseball. We, uh... This is the point in the podcast where I get myself in trouble by opening my mouth. Um, we have done camp, uh, like our last three days of camp. We went up to St. Norbert with uh, St. Vider mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Uh, and the whole thing started before we were like in the same conference and played each other. And then uh, after the, the beatdowns the last two years, uh, they they kindly said they did not want to go to camp with us anymore. <laughs> they said, F off. We ain't doing that no more. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> now we're going to Whitewater. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know their football program. I have no idea what the camp is going to be like. That's one of the best Division threes in the nation. Yeah. Them in North Central. Yeah. yeah. So it's... I mean, I'm sure Whitewater's great. It's a closer drive for us. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, there is some, you know, if you're a coach responsible for kids, like, in another state, like, it's kind of nice to, like, have an idea of, like, what the campus is like, oh, like, yeah. where food is, like, the general schedule. 
So it's just going to be a lot of like, oh, I have to learn all this again. Yeah. I'm sure Whitewater will be good hosts. They'll probably help out a lot just because I hear they have great facilities. And like I said, it's one of the best in the nation. It's fantastic up there. Never been there, but that's what I hear. I haven't been to like the stadium, or, but I've been like in Whitewater once. I think I stopped at a brewery. Yeah, I've never been there. Uh, we thought about doing something like that, but we don't feel like it. Well, it's a lot. Luck- luckily, our head coach is a pro at planning those logistics. So, well, we were going to. I forget why we're not. I think because of the schedule. I think we just this summer we couldn't figure it out. We do want to go somewhere. Um, coaches might. We got to go to Northwestern last year and watch a practice. I think we're doing that again this year. They bring you on the field and you could just stand there and watch drills the whole time. Uh, so we have a kid who's going to be a uh, walking on as a kicker uh, at Northwestern. Okay. And well, a when you guys go, or like we could set it up because Evanston's like. 10 miles or like 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, yeah, coach, you should come like anytime. I was like, you know, most of the time you're doing football. I'm also doing football, yep. but I'm sure we could probably figure it out. I think last year we went during that mandatory dead week. Yeah. Like first week of August. I think that's when we went. Cause our strength coach um, worked with their strength coach for like a year and a half. So he's our way in. He just emails them and like, Hey, can they come watch? Yeah, sure. And we went. They give you a badge thing. Got to go sit on. I got to go in the offensive line room meeting and sit there and watch them do their thing. Then you walk out with them. And then Fitzgerald hands you a practice schedule. Like, here's the practice schedule. Here's what we're doing. Blah, blah, blah. And like, goes through it. And then you just walk around. You're free to do whatever you want. Walk wherever you want. That's awesome. Then you have to go back inside and look at the weight room. And then he had to do a media thing. So he did the media thing. He turned around. And he goes, all right, let's get our FNSs inside. Like Fitzgerald's awesome. The way he talks, it's it's awesome. I, I've seen him at a clinic. Uh, I haven't interacted with him like personally. The best was um, they screwed up their time. So like there was a period we're supposed to be um, not inside run yet, but it was something else. They skipped a section and started to run towards inside run. And everybody was confused. And he goes, look at the... He started freaking out. Look at the fucking schedule, you dumbasses. Like, blah, blah, blah. What do we pay you for to be here? You're college coaches. Now, he was laughing at it as he was going through it. But he was... It was the best. And I'm like, I'm an Illinois fan. Should I even be here? Like, am I allowed here? Illinois is one true team. The Northwestern Wildcats. Hey, Illinois beat him two years in a row. I can... I, can I guess they call, they call it Chicago's Big Ten team, not Illinois' Big Ten Chicago's team. Chicago's Big Ten team. Illinois won two years in a row, so I can leave that. But I did. I'm out there, and I'm like, I look at our head coach. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. And he's like, why? I was like, I'm an Illinois fan. I'm not supposed to be here. In the grand scheme of things. I was like, just don't tell Fitzgerald that I'm an Illinois fan, and we'll be okay. They don't give nice. you the plays. They don't give you their plays. Now, in the meeting room... You're seeing it. Right. But I'm going to tell you why. I've never felt so dumb until I sat in that O-line room. And I've sat in college meetings before, but that one, for some reason, I felt stupid. How quickly he was going through stuff and the words they were using, all this terminology. But then I realized we're at Northwestern, and these kids' GPAs and ACTs are just through the roof. Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, 
slackers in those meeting rooms. No, there's not. And I realized that afterwards because I went in and asked the other coaches. I was like, what was your meeting room like? Because I felt stupid. And our OC goes, no, I went to the quarterback room and the amount, like how quickly they look at film and they've got to get it in their mind and the words. He was like, oh my God. And he played college football and he's like, oh my God, like what they're doing is crazy. And I was like, okay, good. I'm not the only one that's sitting here. Like I'm stupid. I mean, I, you know, if I'm going to a, a practice or a clinic, like I want to be the dumbest one in the room. Cause that means I'm actually like learning something or mm-hmm. there's something like worth learning. Uh, yeah. It, if, if I'm in a clinic and I'm the smartest one in the room, uh, probably not good. Well, I'm sitting there and I kind of want to write stuff down that they're doing, but how fast they went through it because they were already in like full pads when we showed up. Um, and just all the technique. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and then, but then you watch their drills and how easy the drills are. And I'm like, wow, you guys are smarter than me because I try to come up with these complex drills. You're like, uh, like they did a drill for double teams. They have their two O linemen already fit up on the D lineman. Then they put another D lineman pushing on the back of the D lineman. So they're getting forced to push like even more weight. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. And he goes, yeah, it only lasts like three seconds. He's like, are they going to move them? No. He's like, of course not. He goes, but we only do it for like three seconds and we're done. Yeah, but you like you learn what that feels like and yeah. like how how much effort you have to put in to get that three second stand up. And then 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 the guy pushing on the back eventually will go one way or the other, and that's like the linebacker because because mm. they don't want to touch the linebacker unless they're unless they can touch them. So, and because they're like zone blocking, yeah, I got you. And they already start fit. So the first time they do, he's just pushing. You're learning that. Then the next time they do it, then he just picks one way or the other. But then how quickly they go through drills how efficient it was. And I'm like, that's what we have to do. But then I would thought about it. I was like, well, they have guys filming. You watched all the GAs or like the, the managers they're filming for them. But at Northwestern, they've got the poles up and the ends everywhere, just filming. So the people film are sitting in this box and they just click the buttons and it's just filming right there. Man, I, it is a small miracle. Like we have a, a like scaffolding on wheels uh-huh. And it's like, all right, like, you know, if, if we know, like, send them to water, like, all right, we need to get the scaffolding. We need on this yard line centered on this, like, as a coach, you have the, it's almost the <laughs> secondary practice plan of like, okay, I need to make sure the film is like in place. Right. Um, otherwise my head coach will lose his shit. Um, because yeah, we spend a lot of time watching practice film. Well, when I was at Lombard East, we got to use the drone. And yeah. the drone's the best film. Then I got to East Aurora and the drone broke there and the AD wouldn't replace it. So we couldn't do that. Addison, they say we can't use the drone. And I say, is it because we're too close to the airport? And they're like, we don't know why. They just tell us we can't. And I said, well, what if we do it and ask for forgiveness later? And they haven't, they haven't bought that in yet, but we're trying. But like, does the drone exist? One of the coaches said he'll bring his. He's like, I have a drone that we can use. Um, And we have fundraising money. He's like, how much can they really be? And I was like, you don't have to get the best one, most expensive one. Just get a decent one. He goes, I can get it with the fundraising money. And I'm like, you get permission. We had a brand new athletic director. So I'm like, get this guy. Like, because then 
if you approve it, it's not just us. Like soccer can get a drone and use it, you know, whatever they want to do. But I miss drone film. So now we have to set up the end zone camera if we want to go film. and Ugh. Or I have to stand there with my phone like I did this past week and do it myself. Like, that's where we're at. We just have a manager on scaffolding with an iPad. Like. We don't have a manager because our manager was a girl, but we're starting a girls flag football. So that's what oh. she's going to do. We've been very fortunate. Um of course, last year, like our manager was phenomenal. Um, and of course, she starts like dating a player on the team. Mm. So the, the running joke was like, well, if you guys break up, Henry, um, you're out. Yeah, you got to uh, go. She is way more valuable than you are. She does way more than what you're doing. And mind you, he's he's the one that's actually kicking at Northwestern. But um, <laughs> great kid. Uh, but yeah, you need to find someone's, you know, girlfriend or find the kid that's like medically, I guess not redshirted, right? But like, well, the yeah. kid that so, tore his meniscus, maybe I can convince him, like, hey, you got to do all the filming because you can't do anything, right? Like, if he's still coming to practice, be like, at least you've got a job, right? Don't just crutch around. Oh, we told him that we're like, you still have to come to practice unless you're going to therapy. But mom has to call us and say that's where you're going. But he's an idiot because he's ahead. And so when he shows up, he's running, he's jumping, and we have to yell and be like, stop. Because he's not on crutches anymore. He's not in the brace. He's he's doing very – like, he didn't know he tore it. When he tore it, he was walking. His, yeah. His thigh was so strong that it was overcompensating. And so when they mom took him to the doctor, I even looked at mom and I said, oh, he's fine. He'll be fine. And they call later. No, he tore. He tore something. I was like, oh, shit. I just looked at mom and said he was fine. But he was walking fine, and they so, but yeah, he'll jump. He'll be playing catch and jump, and we have to yell at him. Like I swear to God, if you tear it again, you're going to be in more trouble. And he's like, but I feel good. I feel good. I'm like, we don't care. We had a kid that tore an ACL last year in camp. You know, spends all you know, gets surgery, spends all year rehabbing, comes out and tears it again. I think. I, I haven't heard the final diagnosis, but like you said, it's the same thing, like trying to do more, like I feel good. And it's like, no, like doctors have degrees for a reason. Like yeah. don't rush it back. That's We're what, still, uh, what a month and a half plus from game one. That's what I told this kid. I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm not smart when it comes to that stuff, but I know that you're not supposed to be doing that because we know for a fact it's nine to 10 month recovery, which puts you in about October. Oh, but I can still play. Right. And I was like, don't expect to play. Like, like he wants to play so bad and he's got sophomore. So we're like, yes, listen, it sucks. You're going to lose your sophomore year because you were poised to have a big year after your freshman year of playing varsity football. But you still have two years. Like you don't have, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's hard to tell a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, especially if we do make the playoffs. And he's like, well, I can play in the playoff game, right? And I was like, don't expect to play at all. Because I'm the jerk that has to tell him. I'm like, don't expect to play at all. I, you got to set those expectations, right? Like, if you play, it'll be a goddamn miracle, right? Mm -hmm. Like, everything right has happened from now until then. Well, that's why I told him. I was like, you could have. it could have been worse. But you got the surgery. You're ahead of schedule. Fantastic. You're not going to play, 
and you're going to come back even stronger at your junior year. And guess what? Nobody will have film on you <laughs> from the previous year as a sophomore. Also, the fact that you guys are talking playoffs is exciting. I do that anyway. Like, our head coach is a psychology teacher, so he's been really big on how, – how, how do I describe this? He's about leadership. He's about saying things and trying to fruition it into their heads. So if we keep saying it, maybe it like will sink into their heads, if that makes sense, type of thing. Yeah. But like, I have to be positive with them. Like, hey, guys, look at our schedule. I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm like, guys, I know we're not playing so-and-so. I know we're not playing so-and-so. We're playing Maine East. We're playing North Chicago. We're playing whatever. It's The door is there for you to make the playoffs, but it's up to you. I'm going to put you in the spot that I think can work. I'm going to make mistakes, blah, 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 blah. You're the ones getting your ass kicked if you don't win. And if you're not listening to what I'm telling us, we are all telling you to do. Um, I mean, the door's there to go to playoffs because we look at who we're bringing back and who everybody else is bringing back. It's The door's there, but we'll be five and four, six and three, something like that, if it were to happen. It's exciting. That has uh, not been the case recently. No, I think it's been since 2014, I think. I say I, I come in talking about the playoffs and then feel bad. I'm like, oh, shit. No, I've coached playoff teams. I've, you know, that's not, that doesn't bother me. But what sucks is the kid, like, do your, our kids don't know how to take compliments. That's the weird, the weirdest thing I've seen. There is, well, and also, you know, COVID aside, right? Like this is the age group that like was in, you know, either early high school, like late mm-hmm. middle school, that age group that really missed out. So yeah, there is definitely some of like, um, well, I'm also incredibly sarcastic. So half the time they don't know whether I'm being genuine or not. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they they don't really know how to take it. Like in the seven on seven, there was times where I'd look like a kid and be like, "Hey, you did the thing you were supposed to do. Now we I got to get them to do something," and they don't believe you. Like they're like, "Whatever," or and I'm like, "Wait!" And so I had to pull the kids. Out. I was like, "Guys, most of you have known me for a couple years now. I've been here since 2020. Some of you have coached for a while. Some of you have me in multiple sports. I joke around with you. I have a good time." But you guys know when I, I don't BS you, I said, I don't have time to BS you. I'm 32, about to be 33. I don't have time to sit here and go, how can I BS this 15-year-old kid to make you feel good? So, like, the fact that you don't, when I say you do good, you probably did. And, like, we don't have time to deal with that. So, slowly it's sinking in. But but they're also quick to point the finger. We're dealing with COVID kids. We're dealing with whatever. So... That's better with than the kid. You know, I try to like in drills, right? Like, I don't need to like make a big point of it, but like, you know, I'll make eye contact with a guy and just like give him a thumbs up. Just like, mm-hmm. yep, like that's what I wanted. Like, you did that correctly. Um, the the, <laughs> the worst is the kids that try to correct you, and they're like, no, I wasn't wrong. Like, I oh. saw X Y Z, and I was like, bullshit. No, you didn't. No. Like, I was sitting right here. That's the worst. No, this happened. No, I literally just watched you. It's the worst. And that's why during games, we have huddle sideline. That's the best. When they say that, I go, well, then what What happened here? 
we uh we we took the dive we like sold out last year and got like you know the tent the big screen tv uh-huh. so like after the offensive possession you're you know uh projecting the ipad onto the tv be like let me show you in 70 inches how <laughs> wrong you were let me show you in hd how exactly wrong this was yeah and it's like some of them you're just like ooh, like not good um it's always nice like we if i haven't ranted i love that our home sideline is away from the bleachers so like oh. we don't have parents behind us yeah so you don't necessarily have to uh be as mindful about what you're saying because right. no, no one can really hear you but there have been times where you know at away games and it's like oh that's right little johnny's parents are like in the front row in the tv that were screaming at him yeah not screaming but i've gotten yeah. over that i've gotten over that you know if they hear me they hear me that happened last year i yelled at i was yelling kind of at the trainer but i was mainly yelling at the kid and i turn after yelling at the athletic director standing right next to me and heard the whole thing and i go oh shit so I had to walk away. Then I had to come back and I go up to him. I'm like, hey, Matt, I'm sorry that I said those things right in front of your ear. And he's like, I've heard worse. So then I knew. I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. It's just like, yeah, like I will show you I am conciliatory. And that's his way of just being like, yeah, no worries. Like, well, he used yeah, to, Don't he, even bother thinking about it. He used to be a head basketball coach too. So he's like, I've heard no. worse. Yeah. So once I get I that validation, I'm like, perfect. So I can yell whatever I want. Perfect. I'm like, I'm staring at the date and I'm like, man, it's still early July. We've got like four weeks of camp, maybe. I was like, I don't know if we're ready. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, man, if we had to play a game today, I don't, I don't know if I'm good about it. Oh, no, like, so for us, <laughs> it's interesting because we come back the 11th, the 11th, that Tuesdays are, because we're only going three days a week. The 11th is a normal camp day. The 12th, Matia Valley, we go to them for a joint practice. It's right down the street from me. And then the 13th, I take some linemen over to West Aurora to do the Battle of the Big Butts linemen thing. And it's a huge event. So many schools are there. College coaches come there. Huh. Um, so like right when we get back, we hit the ground running. Like we haven't had shoulder pads on yet. Like that's where we're at. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, when I say that he, our head coach is like F everything. If you guys don't want to commit, because he has four kids at home. So part yeah. of it's like, if you guys can't commit to all this stuff, we're going to give you three days a week. I'm not fighting this baseball, basketball stuff anymore. If that's what you guys want to do, whatever. We're going to roll with the kids that show up, you know, so Tuesday they're going to come in with helmets and shoulder pads on for the first time, and then we have to go play another team or practice with another team. But we're hoping, like, oh, they're going to kick your ass and be like, see, told you. It's such a double-edged sword where there's either like, oh, you get your ass kicked and, like, that motivates them. But I think almost worse is like when you do really well against a team that like you know is not very good, and you're like, guys, like don't be that excited about this. Like, this is not indicative of anything. That happened in the seven on seven. One of the, the first team we played, 
is is not a good team. They're, they're not. And we beat them. You know, it was our first seven on seven game. We beat them. But our kids said, I kept saying good job. And this is where I realized they don't believe us. I kept saying good job. And they said, well, this team sucks is what they said. And I finally looked at all of them and I said, who do you think we are? Like, did we win the state title last year? Did we make the playoffs last year? So who are we to look at another team and say, you suck? And I said, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to beat a team. And then the next team he played was so physical. They were throwing us off the line and they beat us. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. You guys were cocky just the last game. Now all of a sudden you're not. And that's how truthful I am with them. And like, because I have the head coach's blessing. He's like, as long as you don't make it personal and say certain things, say all that stuff, whatever you want. And so hopefully when we go play this team that's bigger than us, if they beat us, hopefully it's one of those things where like, hey, they were prepared and we weren't because you're choosing to do other things that aren't getting us prepared. We'll see. Because then the next week after that, two teams come to us for a joint practice right after that. Uh, I haven't even looked. I think we have a seven-on-seven or two scheduled. But, like, you know, for us, it's not. With the three passing plays? Exactly, right? Like, congrats. Um, We can still tear teams up. But, uh, you know, we're, we're not practicing our strength. That happened at the seven on seven we were at. The team we beat. He was like, We're a wing he it's a brand new head coach. He goes, We're a wing T team trying to play in seven on seven. And we beat them by like thirty. And he goes, I have like two passing plays out of like five formations. And so I was like, guys, this guy they have two passing plays and we had like eight. Yeah. It's you know, there's a little bit of coach speak, right? Like you can you can rah rah if you need it. But I feel like more often than not, at least it, like if your team understood, they're like, coach, they sucked. Like you can be like, yeah, they they did. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get our butts kicked. I'm like, guess what they're saying about us now? That team right. sucks. Which kids don't think like we all did. If a team said that about us, we were like, oh, okay. Like at least you're going to earn it. Like if you're going to beat us, you got to earn it. Our These kids nowadays, maybe not you. But not even just our team. Other kids are like, whatever. They just roll over. Yeah, there is a a weird psychology uh, to that. You know, you do, you don't want to be like invested in a bad team, right? Or like, hey, if we lose, like the team lost, I didn't lose. Mm-hmm. L- luckily, we've had pretty good leadership. Um. You know, you deal with a few kids that are like, you know, they just, not everyone is going to care as much as you do as a coach. Mm, no. um, but, you know, you can motivate the ones that do. Um, and, you know, hopefully you get that uh, team leadership to a point where, like, the team is being team-led or, like, player-led versus coach-led. Yeah, it's slowly getting there. It's just frustrating because, like, like, as coaches, you want it there quicker. Like, get there now. Always. It's getting there. Like, what, what the stuff I'm complaining about was literally June 8th. Like, June 8th, I'm complaining about things that happened. And it's getting better. But now we've given a week off. I'm curious to see what happens when we come back. But they needed it. They needed this week off. So we're like, screw it. Have the whole week off. Yeah, I'm looking at my schedule. It's not crazy. But I do have a ton of podcasts scheduled. It's always good. Three tomorrow. 
two Saturday, one Monday, one Tuesday. I was supposed to have three today, but somebody moved it to Saturday. You always inspire me that I need to be doing more. I've been sitting on a video I've been meaning to record for six or eight months. Um, and just between life and everything else, it hasn't happened. And I haven't had the motivation to do it. I didn't either during baseball. I tried. Like when you hopped on, I think during baseball, I tried. And then I was like, June and July, I'm going to hit the podcast game running. Then June hits, and I realized how busy I was with basketball and football. And I was like, you know, it's okay. And then all of a sudden, this week off came up. And I was like, screw it. And I started sending messages out. I was like, screw this. Let's go. And then it's so annoying because I have to send a schedule out to people. I'm like, yeah, this day I'm available at this time, this day, this time. And it's so annoying. I already, I know I'm so annoying especially with their college coaches. I'm like, I know I'm annoying. I'm sorry, but. I weirdly like we moved and like, I don't have any of my football stuff up in my office. So yeah, again, I look like I'm in like the casting couch room. Um, <laughs> and I feel like once I get my cool stuff in the background, like you do, I'll feel more inclined to uh, record stuff. Either that or I look like a prisoner. Like, I don't really know can't get the casting couch now out of my mind now that you've said that to me sorry it's really funny <laughs> or shouldn't we shouldn't know what that is but we know what that is yeah. kids don't know what that is how do you feel nope. about army changing their offense i speaking of which i've i realized it's like football season is here i had three coaches reach out to me uh this weekend you know just random triple flex bone questions yeah um and i'm like oh that's right it's it's that time of year uh, but I did see on a, a subreddit, a discussion. I, I think Army's going to struggle. Um, you know, before God, we would have been young, like middle schoolish, like when Army tried to do what everyone else did. And they were, you know, like a one win, zero win team okay. doormat. I, I don't think it'll probably be like an immediate uh, decline. But I don't I don't feel good about it. Well, can I tell you a little secret? Yeah. I might be getting their OC on here when he gets back from Europe. Really? So I will the new one. Coach uh uh how do you say his last name? Oh screw. Not the new one. He's already he's been there. He's the co OC. Uh da 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 why can't I not say his name right? Where'd he go? I just messaged you. Drinkle, is that how you say his name? Uh, yes, that sounds right. All I did was tag him in a tweet, and then he sent me a message. He's like, I'm in Europe. I'm back this day. We'll talk. Is he... He came from Kansas okay. Wesleyan a couple years ago. I hear nothing but good things about him. I've Yeah, I've heard good things. I'm trying to think. I had a guy, someone who I've talked to from my channel. Oh, he's from Ventendorf, Iowa. Funny story. I know people from there. Uh, their tight ends coach or something like uh -huh. that. Yep. Um, was that Navy? I'm doing way too much. I'm trying trying to look this up on the fly and talk at the same time is not a good idea. Yeah, he was their tight ends coach. Oh, no, he went to Navy. Sorry. I'm thinking someone that I knew, one of his, his head coach went to Navy, not Army. 
Um, we'll see. Like they could do a coastal thing, but I think the more they try to do traditional stuff, um, you're going to run up against defenses that are built to stop it and you don't have the linemen to run it. Well, did you read the article they wrote about it? Like this long freaking article on Sports Illustrated. And that's how I found out because somebody shared it. And they were like, some about modern offense with Army. So I read it and it's long. It goes to like the history of, like you were talking about when they used to try it, blah, 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 blah. You know, Munkin, where he comes from. I know the Munkin family, a bunch of them live up here in the suburbs. Like I know. They're not going to go full on modern is what I was getting from it. They're, they're just going to be like, I, I could see them being like an Iowa. Like we're going to be I formation. We're going to try to do these things, but we're not going to be full. Like, I don't know. I just don't see them doing full spread. I don't see them doing that. No. Um, I Like you have the very obvious and like, you know, uh, disadvantages. Right. Like those have been belabored. So you either have to be like flex bone, triple option, uh-huh. or you need to go like the complete other end of the spectrum and be like air raid and just be like, you know what? This is what we're going to do. And you kind of have to sell out in one direction or the other. I I hope I'm wrong. Well, actually, that's not true. I hope I'm right, because um, that kind of like backs up my my thesis. But um, I don't. They could go coastal Carolina, which would be cool. Well, old coastal. Yeah, not because they're at Liberty now, right? Like the whole staff. Yeah, which I can't root for them. <laughs> I, I can't. I almost had their OC on here, and then that whole transition happened, and now it's just, uh, I can't get him. But that was exciting when he. I might talk to a guy from Army. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm stoked for you. Uh, and a guy from the Raging like, Cajuns, their old line mm. coach. All you got to do is, I'm annoying. I literally tag him in tweets or I just send him a message. I'm like, hey, so. Like I just talked to the old line coach from Akron this morning. Holy shit. I didn't realize uh, <laughs> Army plays at LSU. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know that. Get wrecked. Um, oh, that and, sucks. And they play coastal too. But coastal won't uh, look the same. No, it won't. But, and they play. Nope, never mind. Sorry. I had a different thought. Um, I don't know. I think Army and Navy are both going to be in weird places. Um, which, you know, good and bad for me. I can just focus on Air Force. Um, who's going to be the standard bearer and probably still, you know, win 10 games again. <laughs> yeah. People, I forget about air force sometimes. And I don't know why the stuff they're doing is so interesting. Um, again, I have to watch plays like five or six times to be like, wait, who is that? And like, like, you know, trying to determine who's unblocked and what the actual play is. And you're like, they're still running kind of your base stuff but they have so many different formations and personnel groupings that it looks crazy Uh but they're still only running like 
10 plays, right? Like, and they do it really well. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. You're still the flexbone one one guy. So people are still going to ask you. I keep forgetting. Like you're still that guy. And it's, I, I forget sometimes, um, it is exciting. I need to get back into it. I haven't done as much content stuff as I've wanted. Um, but what you do takes a lot of time like that. It does. I like, I can easily make the excuse that it takes a lot of time, but you know, at the end of the day, like video editing, whatever, it's the actual recording. And then you have to go through the thing. I'm sure you get to it where you're like, I hate the sound of my voice. Uh It's like when you, when you hear yourself on an answering machine, um, which for kids listening is what you used to talk (laughs) into to give, give someone a voicemail. Um, it had a tape recorder in there. You had to record it. They don't know. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I have a weird thing with like inspiration. Like sometimes I'll just like sit down and have a beer and be like, all right, I can pump out three videos and then go like three months where like that inspiration doesn't strike. Um, well, like I'm ho- hoping to get back into it because I'm trying. I've been trying to do the YouTube short clips because that helps views on YouTube a lot, actually. Okay. But they can, only, they can only be a minute on YouTube short. It's only a minute. And you can only upload it off your phone. So I have to edit it on my computer, email it to myself, and then put it on my phone. Oh, like, no. <laughs> That's too much work. See, at least like TikTok, they can be like 10 minutes. Or like if you want to have a five-minute video, just put it on YouTube. But when you do that, it's just a normal video. Right. So it doesn't get found as quickly as like a YouTube short. Like the first one of the YouTube shorts I did was about like Guardians of the Galaxy. Within like the hour, it had 1.5, like 1,500 views. You, Dion was hot. Like anytime I put something about Dion Sanders, that got the most. And those, I, it's, it still will. And I know the offense, I know the old line coach there. He was at Kent State last year. I almost had him on here. Now that he's at oh. Colorado, I keep texting him. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He doesn't answer. I'm like, oh, you probably can't. He went with the head coach, right? Who's now the OC? Because Sean Lewis is from the suburbs here. He's from Oak Lawn. Yeah. But then the OC, the offensive line coach has a retirement home in Illinois. I don't know why it's in Illinois. I want to ask him why. But I think it's in Southern Illinois. I think he likes the woods. I think he likes all that. I can see that. Um. Where was I going with this? COVID brain, I forgot. I still blame COVID brain on everything. Yeah, we've got a few more years, I think. Well, I had it twice, so I'm just blaming. Oof. I had it when it was hot, and then I didn't know I had it the next time. Man, the the content creation game, like, I people email all the time. Like I still get comments on videos that I put out like eight years ago. Oh yeah. And they'll be like, they'll be like, you idiot. You tagged something wrong. I'm like, of course I did. I was like a 25 year old slapdick. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I just kind of started. I hate that. Like people have to comment on everything. Like they can't just send you a message and say, Hey, you tag this. Should it be this? Like have a conversation. I hate that. I cannot stand it. There was one that I had like the name of the school wrong. 
Jesus Christ. It, it but it was, I can't, I can't remember exactly, but like, I, I know exactly how it happened, right? Like you copy and paste like yep. titles or whatever. Yep. And I called it like Tulane state or something yeah. like that. And, and someone really nice. It was like, uh, I think it's just Tulane. And I'm like, you're totally right. I can't believe no one said that in eight years. Well, that happens on these YouTube shorts I do. So, like, it sounds like a lot of work, and it might be, but it's really not. There's that app, um, CapCut, that you can put on your phone. Like, I found it. It's free. So, if I make a clip, I make the clip on my computer, but it, like, whatever. I send it here. I put it on CapCut. Then you can, that's where you get the audio, like, the captions. Mm. But the thing is, it will put the wrong words in sometimes if it sounds a certain way they're gonna it's gonna put the wrong word now i don't go and read every fucking caption for that minute i just upload it people will come people will comment and say this word makes no sense or those talk about i'm like are you listening my bad i'm like like, listen to it then and don't fucking read it like i'm just doing it to get effect like the captions is to get effect and like get your eyes to look at the video because it's color, like. But going back, you your... watch it for one point three seconds longer, and they're not all a minute. Some are thirty second clips, and so now this is where I'm at. Like sometimes when they comment, I just comment back, "Who are you?" Like as soon as they do something, I'm like, "Who are you?" I would love. I actually had someone email me to talk about uh, Harding. Uh, who's a big flexbone team, and they're like, "Yeah, their stuff's on YouTube, and like, I could help you like tag plays." And I need to get back to him and be like, "Yeah, like if that's a real offer, like I'll absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. Like that takes like seventy five percent of my work off of me, right? Like yeah. I could turn those around really quick." Yeah, but that's why I hate doing my own stuff because I have to go back and watch it, and I hate listening to myself. Oh, it's, it's awful, and it's never as good as I want it to be. And God forbid, like, you know, you're doing YouTube shorts. Like if I had someone to just like follow me around to film me, like maybe, but I can't like if I'm at practice, like maybe I'll take a photo, but more often than not, you know, because every, if if you say you are a photographer as a student, they just like let you on the field. So we had like eight student photographers last year. I think this year I'm going to slip one some money and just be like, get one good photo of me again. Like, that's all I need. Just one. Well, it's funny you say that because another thing the head coach was talking about was we need a more social media presence because we realize that's a big thing. But he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't know how to do it. But he's So we use Remind. Remind's how we communicate with the kids. He's making, like, pictures to send to them or whatever, but that's all he knows how to do. And I was like, you know more than I do. Like, you know... I don't know how to do that. So I started to mess with it. So the people running the social media pages weren't doing it. So this summer I said, screw it. Give me the logins for Twitter. Give me the login for Instagram. And then I told the head coach, I was like, I'm making a group for Facebook. So I've been doing it all summer for all three. So all the pictures that get posted about Addison Trail football is from me. And I'm starting to hate it. I liked it at first because I was like, this is cool. Defense is going on. I can walk around and do this. I don't coach defense. And now I'm like, wait a minute. Now I'm responsible for every single day posting something about camp. And I got to make sure. And then I looked at him. I said, where's my social media stipend at? Because this is ridiculous. So we, uh, 
honestly, our big, I talked about like having to replace seniors. Um, our biggest loss is probably our social media guy. Um, he, he did stats. He did all of our media. He did, uh, uh, not graphics. Uh, um, and like ran our accounts. Right. So when it says like, Oh, happy veterans day, right. From St. Ignatius football, like he just did it. Mm -hmm. And like, he had his own calendar and um, whatever we were like you have our complete trust um until you lose it mm -hmm. and he was awesome and he actually got a he's uh he was smart he's going to michigan and already has a position with the football team working nice. with their like social media and nice. recruiting and i'm like my man give me um, some tickets yeah well obviously <laughs> but I mean, he he was that good at it. Uh -huh. um, it was, and he, he's doing updates like mid-game while like running the scoreboard, and you're like, dude, I don't know how you do this, but uh, I have to find someone to do that this year. Yeah, that's me now. Except I looked at him and I said, I'm not going to do it during mid-game because I'm obviously freaking coaching. That's not going to be. You're good. I'm still here. Oh. I was like, that's not going to be me. So during the seven-on-seven, seven, at the end of the game, I had to be like, the Trailblazers beat whoever, so-and-so, and I would forget. It'd be almost starting the next game. Like, oh, wait a minute, I got to update this. That's when I started to freak out about, my like, god damn it. Like, I forgot. But nobody, like, I don't know. Parents love it. The kids love it. Now it's funny. When they see me walk around, they want to get a quick pose. Like, oh, he's, he's going to take a picture and put it on. Like, god damn like, no, I'm a football coach <laughs> first. I have to do this shit extra. It's I the same way I feel about like having to put up the end zone camera and like make huddle sideline work. It's like I'm actually coaching. Like I'm in the box and I have responsibilities. I can't be doing this all game. Well, the last Thursday, last week, they had the Marines come out and put them through a workout. Mm. And I was taking pictures and one of the kids goes, I know that's going on Instagram, coach. I see you. And I'm like, God. Like, they already know. They're like, he's a social media guy. And I'm like, oh, but I'm also your goddamn coach, so don't forget that. Yeah, the the things we have to do uh, on top of, you know, knowing our position groups and what they're supposed to do and tagging film. Well, now I hold it against them. So we did a fun thing where they do the fireman's carry in their squad groups. And so this kid who weighs like 170 tried to put this 270 pound kid on his back and he fell and I was taking pictures and I said, you keep messing with me. You see this picture and he's like mounting you. I'm putting that on Instagram. And he goes, no, 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 no. And I was like, don't mess with me. That's really funny. Or I'll make a Snapchat for the team and this is going on Snapchat. And they're like, no, don't do that. And I'm like, so now anytime someone messes me, I'm like, Hey, I have blackmail now guys. Cause you don't see me coming up behind you. Take this picture man more power to you i it's one of those things that like could i do and would i sort of enjoy it yes but like at the expense of everything else like i i, I don't want to be updating stuff like in the off season or like sunday afternoon like it really hasn't been that bad because i'm not like i don't have photoshop i don't have that so i'm not doing that i do the free stuff and it's quick to put the picture up. It's quick to put a logo for 4th of July. That take that took me literally two minutes. I told the head coach that. I said, hey, I'm not good at making logos and doing this. So if somebody on staff does and they make it, 
email it to me so I can put it on there. If we find a student when school starts, I can do it, have them do it and email it to me and I will put it up. I don't mind taking pictures and quickly uploading them while I'm standing there. I have to remember to do it, but I don't mind. Now, if you want me to create all this stuff, I don't know how to do it. I'm not savvy. Like, be lucky that I'm doing this at all. Like, but we do need a social media presence. So I was like, here, there's the best I can do. You give me the schedule and I'll send it. Like, but I'm not making it. So, I mean, it hasn't been that bad. But like, this week I had to put, all oh, the Blazers this week have the whole week off. Like, don't worry about it. Blah, 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 blah. Then on Sunday, I got to remember to put, hey, this week, on Tuesday, whatever. Wednesday, we're going to Matia Valley and... Yeah. You got to find a manager. <laughs> We're going to try. But at least for the summer. I'll do it in the summer when we get to school. Like, And then I know what's going to happen. The basketball coach is going to find out I'm doing it for football. He's like, hey, you want to do it for basketball too? And oh, I'm like, nope. Hell nope. no. Nope. Make the freshman B coach do it. Not me. Nope. Mm-mm. I, no, I... I, I already get yelled at for how much I sp- time I spend on my phone. Um, I couldn't imagine managing an organization's uh, social media. Well, I was the I made the Facebook one. The Twitter and Instagram was already made, and they just gave me the login. I made the Facebook one. Nope. I had to. Facebook is like for the parents. Instagram's more no, for I'm, the kids. No, I know. Twitter's for everybody. Now you got Threads. Do I, have to I, was say, I was just going to say, now we're both on threads. Do I have to make a thread? One, two? God bless it. If you've already got uh, the Instagram, I, I think it's an easy uh, add-on. I know, but God bless it. That's just another one to worry about. There, I don't, I've read something because I get way too nerdy about this since I work in tech. Um, theoretically threads, it has some like, uh, open interoperability language where like, you'd be able to update multiple like social media networks based on like threads. And I have no idea what that's going to look like yet, but I think the, like you, you used to be able to use something like Hootsuite to be like, oh, send this to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh-huh. And so it's just one message that gets disseminated out. I think we're getting closer to that again. Yeah. But I can't say for sure. I don't know how I feel about it. Eh. It says that's 50 million signups already. Well, because anyone that has Instagram, it's easy to just be like, yes. Well, the best part is everybody's signing up on it and they're saying, fuck you, Elon Musk. And I'm like, oh, you're really sticking it to him. Who cares? Whatever. It, I want to next time I see it, I'm going to comment and be like, "But you, do you still have Twitter?" Yeah, it's. I've seen enough social media uh, sites like rise and fall in my day, so we'll see if it works out. Great. I actually need to get my like Flexbone 101 handle or whatever. I hope someone doesn't steal that first. I did see a funny thing. Uh, if. Uh... Who, who was the MySpace guy? Tom. They said if Tom comes out with a social media page, it's going to destroy Twitter and threads. Like, that'll be the ultimate comeback. Oh, man, MySpace was the best. 
just that whole time period, right? Like, is it still, you had the, is it still out there? Because I never deleted any of that. I'm sure it is somewhere, right? Like, you had your top eight full of drama. Like, you tried to put what you were interested in. You could put your emotional song lyrics. Like, that's how people <laughs> learn to, like, code HTML. You're like, how do I get, like, the counter on my site? <laughs> that's how I That's how I learned. Um, that's exactly how it went. And, and look where I am now. I remember when Facebook came out, I was like, that sounds stupid. MySpace is the way to go. Were you... You're, like, a few years younger, because... They were allowing high school kids on Facebook probably at about the time you were in high school, right? When did Facebook come out? So I remember you had to have a university email address up until like 05, maybe 06. Yeah, I think I got on Facebook in 2007 or 8. Yeah, came out in 2004. Okay. Yeah, because I remember it was the big thing in high school when you got like admitted to college and you got your college email address. You're like, oh, I can log in. You, oh, I can sign yeah. up for Facebook now. Yeah. I think it was 2007 or 8 I got a Facebook. Because I graduated high school in 2009. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, that's about right. Because you could use your personal email at that point. Yeah, so they were they were letting the normals on it. And then my cousin, Twitter was already out for a while, but nobody knew or did anything. So my younger cousin signed up for it, and we made fun of him. So we were one of those kids that were like, well, ironically, we're going to make one so we can make fun of you. And I still have it. I had the, I had the Twitter thing come up and say, I've been on there for 14 years. And I was oh, like, oh, my man. God. I was like, oh, my God. Has this account been open for 14 years? Oh, that's like one of those like, oh, like I already feel old enough as it is most of the time. Well, I'm the freshman basketball coach. I'm like those kids. I've had a Twitter account as long as they've been alive. Yeah, I frequently say like, oh, wait, you kids don't remember 9-11. No, they weren't born yet. Um, yeah. They don't know Y2K is. They don't know 9-11. They don't know. They're not going to better know the 2008 crash. They don't know any of that. Oh, I try to explain to my players that, like, the cultural phenomenon that was Jersey Shore. Or Jersey Shore. Like, and you're just like, this is what we did. Like, there was no Twitter. There was no memes. Like, you just got together and then you yelled Jersey Shore quotes at each other. And they're like, oh, Jersey Shore family vacation. I'm like, no, nope. Not that one. No, the original, the OG. Or One Tree Hill. I had a kid watching One Tree Hill in class. And they looked at me and they were like, this is your show, right? You were a young kid. And I was like, oh. Chad Michael Murray, baby. (laughs) I'm like, wait. I still still hear that Gavin DeGraw song and that's the only (laughs) thing I think about. I was like, what are you watching One Tree Hill for? I like watching old stuff. And I was like, oh, damn. I was like, thanks, you ass. Oh, Lord. That's that's rough. Or I have to tell him about Breaking Bad. I'm like, you guys know what Breaking Bad is? Oh, that's bad. Now they do because it's a good show, so they found it. I'm like, I was in high school, I think. When did it come out? 
I think. Uh, it was one of those ones that it was like on AMC. So no one actually watched the first couple seasons live. It yeah. wasn't until it like picked up. Oh, yeah. It came out January 20th, 2008 is when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, I was in college. That's about right. Oh, I was going. I was a junior in high school. That's right. My dad watched it. He was the only one that watched it when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is dumb. A teacher making meth. And then it got to like season two or three. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it was great because about that time I started driving a Pontiac Aztec, like the same <laughs> color. That's great. Like driving across the country. I'm like, oh man, this isn't a great look. <laughs> he bought that because of Breaking Bad. That's what they're thinking. No, it was a hand-me-down, but uh, I loved that car. I will forever love that car. <laughs> and, and it was hideously ugly, and I loved it. <laughs> now you just got me thinking about Jersey Shore stuff now. Now I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, that's what you do. Um, man, it's it, it's a rabbit hole. I just, there was some Reddit thread on that, like, Abercrombie paid the situation, <laughs> like, $10,000 to not wear their clothes on TV. Yeah, and I was, yeah. I forgot about that too. There was Abercrombie, Hollister guys. You don't know what that is. You don't know what uh, a mall is. Have you mall? been to a mall recently? Me? Yes. Terrifying. They they feel like zombie apocalypse movies, and they've just become kind of like overgrown. And people like walk their dogs, and there's mm-hmm. just like children roaming around. And you're like, but none of the stores are actually open. And you're like, what is this? They don't know what that is. Uh... Do they know what affliction shirts are? Like, do they remember those? Oh. I don't know if they know what those are. No, that's that's going to be a deep cut. There was that phase. That was that was when UFC became big, and all of a sudden you were wearing. It was Jersey Shore where you had like the necklaces and all that stuff, and then when UFC started to get big, like the original fighters, when I actually watched, and then you wore all that. You had your your affliction and your tap out. Yep. Oh, the tap out ones. <laughs> Holy shit! What well, wasn't wasn't my uh, genre, but I do remember. I think I had I, one, but even when I got into college, UFC was still big, and people were. That's when it, people were wearing them, like two thousand eight, nine. That's when it was like you saw it everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, because it was cool. It was the first time it was like got into the mainstream, or. Uh, Doc Martens. I remember those. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if those are a thing anymore. I have no idea. Because that was the thing. You had to cut your jeans and wear Doc Martens. That was the thing. Oh, man. This has been a great uh, run down memory lane. Uh, I forget how we got here, but it was probably my fault. So I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I don't remember either. You said Jersey Shore. Now I'm thinking of Jersey Shore. Yeah, Probably it. Uh, we've been going for a while. I do think I got to head out, though. Again, we didn't talk scheme, but that's okay. I didn't talk scheme we, this morning either. One, like, let, let's uh, we'll do it again soon and actually do scheme. Uh, do do people that listen to your podcast actually want scheme, or do they just want to listen to us ramble about like the good old days? I don't care about what they want. Okay. I would love to do Scheme. Maybe it'll uh, entice me to release more shit. Let's do that. We'll pick a day, do Scheme, 
and then we'll make a decision at the end. Do you feel rejuvenated enough to get back to Flexbone 101? But then what will happen is you'll start football season. You're like, well, I can't do it now. It's too late. Uh, it, it's, you know, like once you're busy, like I get in that flow state and like I'd rather be constantly busy than have to like pick it up when I'm not busy. That's if that true. makes sense. That's true. But also, to- if you if you guys need to go pistol option, I might need to just give you like a crash course to to give your OC. You might. You might. Because I have we'll my use own. that. We'll use that as an excuse. Yes. Yes. Because I have my own stuff, but it's probably wrong. But yeah. it's okay. All right. Well, I am very much looking forward to that. I think that'll be fun. Perfect. Well, thanks for coming back for another Joe Rogan type. No problem. I think does that this put me at what four times? Yeah, four or five. Yeah. Who, who's got the record? You might now. All right. All right. Let's get that scheme stuff planned. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I think you are. It's either you or Arnett. Yeah, I think it's you. Now that I think about it. I might actually like prepare shit. I do have Banster coming tomorrow. He might be tying you tomorrow. Ooh. I haven't talked to Banster in a while. He got a new head coaching job. I know. And he's hard to get a hold of. Like, even trying to get him tomorrow was a pulling teeth. Man, some people some people just get so famous. They they forget the, oh, us little guys. When he hops on tomorrow, that's the first thing I'm going to do is, on recording, I'm going to give him shit. And he can't say nothing because he knows if he says something to the wrong thing, an administration hears it. So I'm like, not me. I don't care. I'm not the head coach. Yeah. We're safe. <laughs> well, ma- make sure you give him some shit. Give him some shit from me too. Oh, I will. I definitely will. He already told me. He's like, "Hey, 10 a.m." Then he already said, "I don't care if this is recorded." He's like, "Hey, try to go earlier." And I'm like, "Who are you <laughs> to tell?" <laughs> I'll just hit record and be there. You show up when you can. Well, I have one at 8 a.m., so that's why I said, "Hey, when oh. that one's done, we can immediately hop on." Then I got one at two. I'm sure it'll be fun. Oh, and then your boy Kenny Simpson will come on Saturday. So that will be. Mm. All right. Maybe. maybe. Well, it's always maybe, right? Until someone's actually on. It's okay. Well, thanks for coming back on. We'll get the scheme one set up for the next one. All right. Sounds like a plan.